Do you want justice? Or do you want mercy? Do you want joy and peace? Do you want abundance of graces? Do you want to go to heaven? Or do you want to go to hell? So if you want great mercy at the hour of death, stay with us. This program is for you. Today we delve in the Divine Mercy Chaplet and why this is for you. Welcome to Salve Maria, the podcast of the Heralds of the Gospel. Salve Maria then to the audience. Welcome to the Heralds of the Gospel podcast. And uh, today we are with Father Arthur. Salve Maria, Father Arthur. Salve Maria. Salve Maria, Brother Justin. Salve Maria. We also greet all the audience that follows us in Radio Maria Canada, Catholic Voice in your home, also those, all those who follow us in the YouTube channel of the Heralds of the Gospel, and everywhere where you can find the Heralds program. Ah, Father, we also have to tell them that we have Spotify and Apple podcasts for those who really like only to hear the audio. So you can head there, can find Salve Maria podcast, and then in your commute or whatever, you also can hear uh, the podcast directly in its, its audio form. But well, but we're today uh, together because, as you may have noticed, uh, the Herald's channel in YouTube have the Divine Mercy Chaplet daily. So, Father, we wanted to encourage all those who um, somehow follow us regularly here to figure out what are the big benefits and why it's good to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet. So if you could guide us on that one, because I think it's fundamental, because no, nobody does something daily unless you really have clear all the, all the benefits. I think it's very difficult to find a greater benefit than mercy itself. <laughs> and this is a prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ gave himself now recently, because it's not so, so long time ago, in order to save what is able to be saved in a moment in which, in history, in which um, most uh, souls are being lost. One of the amazing things that Sister Fasina uh, says is that uh, she went to hell. And uh, she realized that most of the people who were in hell, they didn't believe in hell when <laughs> they were alive. Nope. <laughs> That's something important. Eh? If you don't believe... Mm. So she... She learned in hell because she, she went there. We don't know how long she'd been there, but she really went to hell. And our Lord Jesus Christ wanted her to go to hell in order to be a witness and to be able to say, I was in hell and hell really exists. And she will describe hell. And, and she realizes that most people who were there, they didn't believe when they were on earth in the existence of hell. That's around the same time as the three children were introduced to hell during the apparitions in Fatima. Exactly, exactly. And they have pictures of the three children before the apparition, where they saw hell, and afterwards. And the stark difference in their faces is very difficult, unless they were very, very well-trained actors, to be able to exhibit that change of attitude. They were horrified. Horrified, absolutely horrified. And Faustina says that if uh, God himself, or Jesus, will not support him, her during her visit to hell, she will have died. Which was the same thing that the three children said. If it Fatima. wasn't for Our Lady, Our Lady, they would have died. Precisely. So, what's interesting is that these two uh, people, there's a very good chance, like an extremely good chance, 90% chance at least, that they didn't, even, they didn't know of the existence of each other. So for them to come up with the same phrase tells you something there. Of course, of course. So can we say that by praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, main, main uh, well, what benefit or objective is avoiding of course. hell? Of course, that, that's uh, all our religion is to help us to avoid this terrible thing that can happen to us if we don't follow uh, God and uh, what He asks us and we don't believe in His mercy. You know, one of the elements about mercy is that mercy is extended to us, but it's up to us to accept it. Exactly. The problem is, is that we don't accept. It's not that God doesn't offer. So it's it's an important element to keep in mind. Yeah, very much. Because uh, most of the people, we, we get lost because of us, not because Jesus wasn't merciful enough. 
I think if you call to mind the image of our Lord in the Gospels with Judas, it wasn't that our Lord made mistakes that caused Judas to go so far off the track. It's that Judas made mistakes which caused him to go off the track. And his phallus, his his mistakes, his lacunas, his 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 his, his hang-ups caused him to fall into the ultimate error, which was to kill himself. And then, when he betrayed our Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't believe in his mercy. No, because if, if he it was possible, exactly. If he would have known, you know, what Jesus was going to say to Sister Faustina, like uh, <laughs> two thousand years later, he would have gone to our Lord Jesus Christ and asked forgiveness. But that takes humility. And um, well, and this is exactly the very uh, benefit, the very first benefit we're going to deal today, because it is okay when we have difficulties, like Brother Jethany is saying, like Father was saying, no, about this and same about Judas and everything else. The first benefit is being able to receive mercy Mm -hmm. and forgiveness, to have that openness. Yeah, I mean, we like to think that forgiveness is something that oh, it's very easy for a proud person. The ability to accept forgiveness is incredibly difficult <laughs> because that means I have to be indebted to you. And you may say the two that the two examples of people who commit equal faults in a sense, of course it's not equal, nothing is equal, but in a sense, let's say, mm-hmm. um, the sin of Peter and the sin of Judas, they're similar. Actually, mm-hmm. I think Peter's was more shameful. Yeah. At least Judas got something out of it. Exactly. Uh, he got some coins. <laughs> Peter got nothing. nothing. He got humiliated because everyone looked at him as an idiot. Mm. But Peter was willing to look for mercy. He was yes. willing to ask for forgiveness and willing to do what's necessary. And he cried. Huh? He cried, but he was willing to do so. Yes. Judas is, he, he, as you would say in the language of the Old Testament, he was a stiff-necked person. Precisely. But this is exactly what defines sometimes our readiness to receive, no? because everybody wants to give a donation, but few people want to receive that donation. Because when you give that donation, you feel royal somehow. And when you receive, you're a poor person that isn't receiving it. I, so, I, I personally speaking, I never realized how big a thing that was until I actually saw a situation in which it happened, which someone was in a difficult situation and someone offered uh, a help, a financial help. And it was, in my mind, it was something, the most simple thing in the world. But the reaction was catastrophic. <laughs> it was as though the person was being publicly whipped in the street. It, 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 I don't understand. But that's the problem. The idea of being somehow indebted to another person was far too much for this individual to accept. Precisely. So actually, it's proud that stops mercy to be applied to us. Yes, yeah. so right. Very, a very dangerous vice. And here, uh, by the way, it's very interesting. Our Lord says, I desire that the whole world know my infinite mercy. I desire to grant an in- unimaginable graces to those souls who trust in my mercy. It is very definite, the, his, his, his quote. No? His, and even more, his, the souls that say this chaplet will be embraced by my mercy during their lifetime and especially at the hour of their death. So it's direct promise. No? We, we exactly. and, and Jesus will make uh, Faustina the secretary of his mercy, hmm. the one who is going to you know, um, help people to accept the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. And apparently, uh, once she had a conversation with the Mother Superior, no? Sister Faustina, and uh, that was maybe a few years before she died. And... Um, and, and she was very humble, but at the same time, she told the, the Master Pio, look, you know, Jesus wants to make uh, of me a great saint. <laughs> a very big saint. <laughs> but she would say it in such a humility, in such a uh, kind of a, an attitude of being surprised that Jesus was going to do this to her, that the Master Pio was was amazed to see her humility at the same time that she was saying that she is a great saint. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's specifically... Uh, stating mm. he is going to make it. Exactly. No, not but me. that's the key elephant. No. I'm not making myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the line of Our Lady, right? That he increases and I decrease. Exactly. So our Lord Jesus Christ wants this for everyone. So he wants to make of each one of us, all those who are watching us in this program, etc. You have to convince yourself that the Lord Jesus Christ wants to make of you a great saint. But that doesn't sound counterintuitive sometimes because we think, okay, in order to us become such saints, we have to toil, we have to 
conquer all these virtues. We have to be able to practice a virtue to a heroic degree and so on. And our Lord is telling us basically, if you pray this chaplet, Precisely. With the rosary, the same thing. So simply. If you pray, it's there. It's, it's at, at your reach. So he, he, uh, he makes it easy because it's, actually, it's, it's a short prayer and he has it to be done at three in the afternoon because it is the moment in which our Lord Jesus Christ is supposed that that was the moment in which he, he died on the cross. So, and this prayer is very much anchored on his passion. Mm -hmm. So everything is around his passion. Because of his passion that we are going to be those saints as Faustina was mentioning. It's important to remember that the highest feast days mm -hmm. of, the, of Christianity are those, the tritium, those, those, high, those days there, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, uh, Easter Sunday, yeah. not Christmas. Of course. And a lot of people have that messed mm -hmm. up. And these are this, the most important. So to make those three days live throughout your year has an amazing amount of use for your spiritual life, but even more so in your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, of course, of course. But also it seems that the Divine Mercy Chaplet somehow answers all the yearnings that everyone here in society in these times, troubled times in which we live, seem to have. Because, okay, we always are looking for mercy and forgiveness, right? We're always looking for a way to practice virtue. The, the next uh, big product and beautiful benefit is, the, is receiving abundance of grace. But abundance of grace... It's a little bit cryptic, maybe, you know. <laughs> we should say that abundance of grace, what is it? Well, how many necessities we have, no? And we're always complaining that I don't have this, I don't have that, I don't have that other, I would like to be like this and I'm not, I would like to be like that and I'm not. So that's exactly what the promise of our Lord tells us, right? If you need, whatever you need, you are going to receive if it is good for your salvation. Mm -hmm. Of course. So the whole relation between the Lord Jesus Christ and Sister Faustina, her whole life, etc., reached the conclusion, reached the apex of, of, uh, of it with the prayer. It's an invitation for us to pray, believing in His uh, mercy, and to pray the chaplet of divine mercy. You know, another point that I think might be of interest, which is that this prayer comes to Sister Faustina in Poland in the interregnum period between uh, the First and Second World Wars, right? Yeah. Fatima comes and says, if the world converts, there will be peace. You can't have peace without forgiveness and mercy. Of course. You might say it's a pincer movement by God to try to find a way to turn the heart of humanity. Unfortunately, people weren't listening. But still, it's emotion. It, the two are very linked Right. One was Our Lady coming to an altar in Portugal, and the other one was coming to a convent in Poland. Hmm. A few short years after St. Faustina dies, Poland is going to be absolutely ripped and shredded into pieces. Firstly, by Nazi Germany, and then mm -hmm. later by Soviet Russia. They're just going to be destroyed. Complete, yeah. Can you imagine those who already knew about the devotion praying in their basements, praying for mercy. I mean, it's something that's very important to remember. And there is this quote here also that is very beautiful concerning abundance of grace, because our Lord says, the more a soul trusts, the more it will receive. No? Mm. And souls that trust boundlessly are a great comfort to me. Wonderful. If you trust it, it will be a comfort to him. Why? Because I, power, I pour all the treasures of my graces unto them. So, it's amazing. I mean, he's only asking us to trust, that's all. But requires, as you know, you both were saying, requires humility on our behalf. It's, it's very easy to say, it's just let go. But let go is very difficult. Um, I, I think it was Don Bosco who said, talked about the, the image of us and our faults and failings, which is like, we're like a child with a toy that's broken. And we go to our father and ask him, please fix it. He says, okay, give it to me. Let me see it. No. Well, I can't help you. We are attached to our problems. We refuse to let go of them. And that trust is a little lacking. That's why in the parable of the prodigal son, finally, he reached a conclusion, but 
after a big tragedy, suffering in which he's eating the, the food of the, of the pigs. Huh? Which he wasn't allowed. Which he wasn't allowed, exactly. <laughs> he was stealing from the pigs. Exactly. <laughs> but there's also an aspect eh, of, the, of that parable, Father. I don't know what you think, because at the same time, he, he left when he was already a young man. So, but how was he in between, let's say, his early childhood and being a young man? No? All those years. Mm. Wasn't he the kind of, of child that never accepted help, for instance? Never uh, accepted correction. Uh, maybe never accepted correction. Um, and how it was. And we are the same thing. No? We, <laughs> we don't want... Exactly. But that's the image our Lord gives, which is that the younger son was the Gentile. Right, the older son is the is the Pharisee. Yeah, which at, in the end, I wonder which one was worse. But of course, yeah. So he didn't believe in the mercy of the father. His father was merciful. His father loved him, but he didn't believe in that love. He only realized that the father loved him when he was already, you know, down there suffering. But he made the comparison to the slaves of his father. He said, my, the slaves of my father have enough to eat. So I will go back as a slave. Exactly. But he realized what he had done to himself. He had made himself in that level. Exactly. He debased himself so to it, that point. It is, you know, the, the perfect image of the, of the world today. You know, the world today is... An, the prodigal worst, son. <laughs> exactly. The prodigal <laughs> son who is eating the, the food of the, the, the pigs and uh, there is nothing left. Uh, it's but only, can we, only sin around ourselves. Can we also say, Father, that at the same time it's the prodigal son that is not convinced yet <laughs> that he needs to go back to the Father? We're still convinced that we can still do no. it ourselves. Exactly. It's terrible. Hmm? Let's bring artificial intelligence. Let's bring, you know, all those things that are going to be the salvation of mankind. Um, yeah. Yeah. When you when you come to the to, when you see the program uh, that Father Ryan is so generously uh, recording for us and everything else, you realize it's only eight minutes that takes to pray. Oh, really? Divine Mercy yeah, so it's very short. Eight mm -hmm. to nine. I mean, we mm -hmm. had some intentions in the end, as you must have seen. But isn't that amazing that the abundance of grace, the receiving mercy and forgiveness, and this is only the first two we're touching, no, are just out of you know at the reach of basically eight minutes a day. I mean, if we were going to, to see that from that perspective, mercy is, is with us. No, And I mean, interesting that we use the same rosary of uh, Our Lady, of Mary. Mm -hmm. The same rosary uh, is, uh, can be used for the mercy of Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, Father, since, since you're saying that, can, can we guide the audience, if you permit, uh, if, you, if you can give a little bit, because also... For those who are very familiar with the devotion, and when you go into the video and you pray with us, basically you just have to follow. No? Yes, very <laughs> but, easy. But, but it would be very nice, no? as you were yeah. saying, to maybe to, to guide the people to, to, to be able to explain a little bit. So we, we say the creed because the first thing that we need to say to God is we believe in Him. We believe. And the, the, uh, the prayer is a continuation of our faith. So we, we start with, with the creed, then we say the Our Father, the Hail Mary, and uh, we say this beautiful prayer uh, at, at, at the um, uh, replacing the Our Father of the, the, the Marian Rosary. Eternal Father, I offer thee the body and blood, soul and divinity of thy dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. <laughs> so, you know, we, we are praying uh, in reparation for our sins and the whole world. That's, that's what our Lord Jesus Christ came to do in, in, uh, in his life on earth. Huh? He came to, our Lord Jesus Christ came to the world in atonement for the sins of all the others except him because he didn't have any sin. Absolutely. He was without sin. Exactly. Mark. And, you know, while you explain, we can also maybe throw there another benefit, no? Which is the, um, to be able to find comfort in suffering. Because, you know, you're also explaining how um, we are basically offering the suffering of our Lord, right? Exactly. In atonement for our sins. Exactly. And so that is fundamental because then also we have sufferings. Yeah, sufferings because we sin, sufferings because we do things that we shouldn't. But also there are sufferings that uh, sometimes are not our fault and we have to put up with. And then what do we do? You know, the, uh, the angels, it is said that the angels have 
two reasons to have envy of humans. First one is because humans can receive communion and the angels can't. And the second reason is because the humans can suffer and the angels cannot suffer anymore because they are, they are in, in heaven for all eternity. They cannot suffer, but we can suffer. They, they have envy of us. So when we suffer, actually, we should remember that um, our guardian angel is uh, envy of us because we can offer something that can be mixed with the sufferings of our Lord Jesus Christ in atonement for our sins and of the whole world. Father, there is this quotation that is beautiful. It says, our Lord says, at the hour of their death, I defend as my own glory. As my own glory. Uh -huh. big, big words. Every soul that will say this chaplet. Wow. Uh, or when others say it for a dying person, the indulgence is the same. So it's, it's like our Lord, no, as God defending his own glory, he defends us at that beautiful. moment. No? It's, beautiful. Beautiful. So comforting. Amazing. Or part of his glory, no? It's, it's, it's something absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then we have another prayer that we say at the, uh, at the glory, I think. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. This we say in the replacement of the Hail Mary. Hmm? So for the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us hmm? and on the whole world. And then we say the, um, the conclusion prayer, which is, Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. So we are acknowledging that, that He is holy, that He is all-powerful, that He is uh, immortal, and because of this, He uh, is going to have mercy on us and will save us. And that brings us to the next point, Father, which is uh, peace and reconciliation. No? Uh, and it, it, it matches so well with that mm -hmm. prayer because peace and reconciliation, when we exactly are basically appealing to God no? on, on behalf of His mercy. Of course, when we, when we have a fight with somebody, how can peace come back by reconciliation? And we know we are wrong. <laughs> Imagine it's something yeah, we are wrong. And we know we are wrong. And we don't know what to say. But at the moment. So when we reconcile. You know, we, we acknowledge something wrong that we did and we ask forgiveness, then peace comes. And the problem is solved. If we don't ask forgiveness, then the problem has no solution. It doesn't. It doesn't. Yes, yes, yes. No, definitely. Um, and so there is also, he promises, or well, the, 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 the chaplet brings us to the next point, which is there are going to be miraculous interventions if we pray this, this chaplet. No? It says, uh, our Lord says, the prayer most pleasing to me is prayer for the conversion of sinners. Know, my daughter, that this prayer is always heard and answered. So if we pray for the conversion of sinners, we are going to reach miraculous interventions. There is a story, Father, that I just, I just found out the other day. I don't know if I, I'm going to try to make it, make it short, otherwise people... No, it's going to be too long. But uh, it was a priest that went to a hospital. And in the hospital, he's walking because he wanted to, to see some other parishioners. And all of a sudden, he... Uh, sees a sister and the sister says, Father, uh, can you please help? There is a person here that, you know, every time we go in, he doesn't want to receive anybody and he needs confession. The priest says, yes, of course. So he goes in there and he finds an old person that is in the, uh, in the hospital bed. But the person is just very, I mean, aggressive, you know. Mm -hmm. So he kicks him away, basically. You know, get out of here, I don't want to see you. So he goes out, right? Oh. <laughs> it was already quite violent. And then uh, the sister is still there. And the sister goes and says, um, can you try again? <laughs> and did you imagine? <laughs> 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 oh, again, another, another. Okay. Yes, so he goes again, and the priest goes and says, well, um, okay, I'm not going to ask you to go to confession. I'm not going to ask you to receive communion. Uh, do you mind if I sit here and pray the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet with you? And the person just goes, do whatever you want. <laughs> so the priest goes, for the sake of his sorrowful passion, come mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, come mercy on us and on the whole world. And then when he's praying, um, well, let's go to a, to a quick um, pause. <laughs> the commercial, uh, Father Ryan is there. He has 
very good things to tell us about this Divine Mercy Chaplet that he's inviting you to participate. So let's listen to him and then we come back for the rest of the story. Hold on there and then we, we continue in a moment. Salve Maria! I'm Father Ryan Murphy of the Heralds of the Gospel and I'm delighted to extend an invitation to each and every one of you. In the midst of our busy lives, it's crucial to take a moment of reflection, of solace and of prayer. That's why I would like to personally invite you to join us every day at 3 p.m. for a special and powerful devotion, the Divine Mercy Chaplet. The Divine Mercy Chaplet is a beautiful prayer that embodies the boundless compassion of our Lord. It's a time to come together as a community, regardless of where we are, and lift up our intentions, our hopes, and even our burdens to the heart of Jesus. Imagine all around the world, countless voices uniting in prayer at this very hour. It's a moment of connection, of spiritual unity, and of seeking God's mercy in a troubled world. So mark your calendars, set your alarms, and make a commitment to join us each day at 3 p.m. Tune in and experience the transformative power of the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Let this be a sanctuary of peace amidst the noise of life. And thank you for being a part of our Heralds Canada YouTube channel. Together, let's embark on this journey of faith, hope, and mercy. I'm looking forward to praying with you every day at 3 p.m. May God's love and mercy shine upon you always. And until we meet again, may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So we're back then. Uh, thank you, Father Ryan. Really very interesting. And again, you know, we invite everyone to come to pray there at 3 p.m. every day, 3 p.m. EDT or EST, eh? Easter Standard Time. But so, so let's go back to the story very, very quick. The, the priest is praying and then this uh, old person goes and says, stop it. Don't pray anymore. But, but, but why? Don't you see there is no mercy for me? There is nothing we can do. It, mercy is over. No, but, uh, but you know, I mean, there is always, uh, there is always hope. Don't, don't talk to me like that, he goes, right? Don't you realize I used to take care of a crossing, railroad crossing. And I was the person in charge and responsible for lifting and lowering the barrier. One night I was drunk. I didn't fulfill my responsibility. And a family came through, the father, the mother, and three children, and they were instantly killed. Wow. Don't you see? Where is the mercy for me? And the priest stops. He says, where was this place? And he mentions the name of the Polish town. And the priest stops for a moment and says, 25 years ago, my mother, my father, and my three siblings were crossing and they were instantly killed by a train wow. in that city at night. And so he oh. goes, impressive, <laughs> yes. And so he goes and says, So, not only God forgives you, but I also forgive you. Wow, incredible. And then he goes and, uh, well, gives him absolution and everything else. And the person was just. Amazing, yeah? But the story doesn't finish there, actually, <laughs> because he goes out and the, 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 the nun had, had left. He starts asking around, you know, have you seen sister there? And the hospital personnel goes and says, we don't employ sisters here. <laughs> well, well, fine. So the story continues. He goes, actually moves from Poland, goes to Vilnius in, in Lithuania. And years later, he goes and visits where? The chapel, the, the, the chapel and the convent where Sister Faustina had been. And all of a sudden, he's walking there, attending the sisters for confession, celebrating Mass and so on. And all of a sudden, he goes in the wall and says, Who is that nun? I met her two years ago. And the sister goes and says, No, Father, you never met her. She died in 1938. <laughs> 
who was that? Sister Faustina. Amazing. Huh? So he had Amazing. met Sister Faustina in the hospital. She's the one that insisted twice and Incredible. finished to wow. finally not to, to, to reach his conversion. Secretary of Mercy, no? <laughs> Amazing, eh? Wow, amazing. Mm -hmm, Actually, mm -hmm. you know that uh, when she was alive, she had the, the, the gift of bilocation. Huh? Mm -hmm. And uh, when she was sick with tuberculosis, she couldn't go and visit the uh, the, the sick uh, people. And the superior had forbidden her to leave the room. But still, she, by bilocation, she would go and visit sick people and, and, and pray the chaplain with them, etc. <laughs> Now, there is also, Father, something else is that um, one, another benefit is the removal of punishment. Can you explain exactly what would that be and how does it work? Well, of course, everything that we do has a consequence. There's no um, doing without consequence. Everything that we do has a consequence, or good or bad. So when we sin, it has a consequence of the, the um, that we... Uh, we um, Uh, open a debt with God. Hmm? We owe Him something that we have taken away from Him. So we have to pay the debt. We have to pay reparation, atonement for our sins. Hmm? So by praying the, the chaplet, we are paying our debt. When? On earth, which is much better than to, to pay it in purgatory, and is of course much better than to pay it in hell. So... <laughs> Hell's, hell's a dead end. A dead end, yes. So there's no, no way of getting out. No return. But purgatory, many saints not say, right, Father, that uh, in the end of the story, there is no suffering here on earth that can compare. The worst suffering here on earth cannot compare to a second in purgatory. Exactly. Oh. But also, sin also damages the person. Mm -hmm. Right? It takes away from the existential glory of God, of course, and the question's asked. But it's a damaging of the person's conscience, but also themselves. So it's a self-mutilation also in the process. Of course, of course. And that process of forgiveness is a way of restoring oneself to what oneself should be. We restore our conscience, huh? Yeah, we restore ourselves to where we yeah. should be, but in the process we are also giving back to God what we have stolen of His glory. So it's, it's multifaceted. It's not just because some people have the image, um, unfortunately, of this mean God who just demands you know, kind of like the cruel uh, slave owner type situation. But he's, this, is, this is Father trying to restore us, have us understand what we've done, and to have us restore ourselves into what we should, should have been anyway. He punishes because He loves us, actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because God loves us. He doesn't allow us to go wrong. So he tries to, even by punishment or, or by any other means, to bring us back. To what is good. When we receive no punishment during our lives, it's a sign that, you know, in a sense, that the, that Terrible. God's uh, God's in a sense has kind of pushed us away. He said, "Okay, fine, do your own thing. We have free will. We can't do. We can do whatever we wish." That, that is the worst punishment possible. Huh? Be forgotten. Yeah, exactly, forgotten by God. And this is one of the things that that uh, Fusina says about about hell, that um, the uh, one of the greatest sufferings she mentions seven sufferings. Huh? And the, the greatest suffering of all is to lose God. Yeah. That God doesn't want to know about you anymore. So this is absolutely terrible. One thing that is noted that when we are in heaven, we are in a sense close to God, or the cl as yeah. close as we can be. Exactly. Purgatory, we're outside of that realm. Mm. We're a little more distant. But we're going towards God. We're walking towards. But exactly. hell, we're as far... Why? Because being close to God would be an even greater suffering. That thing happened to you. I, I don't know if the audience likes to put together puzzles, but here in the house we have a puzzle that has a thousand pieces. Mm -hmm. no? And that thing happened to you. All of a sudden you, you, you discover this piece and you're 100% sure that it's going to fit. Mm -hmm. And so you go pick it up and you want it. <laughs> No, it doesn't fit, no? <laughs> and that, that, that notion of, you know, you want to put it there where it belongs and you cannot put it there because it's simply you can't, right? It, that so, no, is, 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 is yes, a close exactly. comparison because for the whole eternity, you want to fit there where God loves you, where you know that God has created you for that and you will never 
fit. There is no way. But you're made for God's love. You're made to know, love, and serve God and be happy with Him for eternity. That's the essential element. I mean, in this era right now of the existential angst, right? People not understanding why they're made, etc. That is the reason why you're made. That's the existential reality of what you're made for. And when you refuse it, when you throw it away, when you go in a different direction, of course you're in a crisis because you're living a life without meaning. It does not have a meaning because you're doing the wrong thing. It's sort of like getting a banana. Instead of eating it, you're sticking it in your ear. It's not going to work. It's not going to give you anything. But we force You keep doing it, and you say, why why am I feeling so bad? You're like, well, the banana, eat it. You'll feel better. Potassium will help you somehow. (laughs) But And that's a crisis that we have. And that's one of the reasons why we live in such a despaired, our youth of today are in such a despaired situation, because they're so far from God. And this is one of the reasons why people uh, need to have noise around them. They need to have a loud noise in order not to hear their conscience because actually the the, the second um, torture in hell is the torture of our conscience. Mm. So uh, God has put us aside and then our conscience is telling us, you are wrong, you didn't do the right thing, you know, this is wrong, etc. And this is a tremendous torture. Mm. And all of this could have been avoided with a simple recitation of a chaplet. Right? Exactly. Precisely. That's probably one of the of the of the worst tortures, probably but too. You know? you know, another thing that is fascinating: we live in a society today that they're looking for all of these bizarre, weird ways of achieving peace and and hope and happiness and yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, be it through New Age practices of crystals and whatever and candles and all that type of the stuff. hack. We find to find the hack. Yeah. The problem is, is that these are really complicated. You give something that's simple. We're very much like Neman the, the Syrian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We made the journey, we arrive, and he says, okay, heal me. He's like, go in the water and bathe seven times and come back. No, no, that's not good enough. I want you to do something. Pass your hands over top. You want something <laughs> complicated. No, he's like, Ways with God many times is simple. A simple chaplet might actually be far more beneficial than many other more complicated of things. Of course, of course. Mm. And the next one? Also, it's terrible to know that it will never change. Oh, when you're in hell, there, you're that's, cemented. that's forever. There is no return. And you hear kind of a, uh, a watch, you know, um, a grandfather watch saying, saying, ever, never, ever, never, <laughs> for, for all eternity. In Dante's Inferno, he talks a lot about that. The despair, but the permanency of the souls there. Yeah. So not only do they despair, are they angry, they're hateful, etc., but they're never going to change. Precisely. So it isn't like they're going to have some conversion moment. No, they're cemented. They're done. Yes, because when we die, we are fixed in our attitude and it's closed. Like a tree that falls. No. We're not moving anymore. Not moving anymore. See, it's interesting because Faustina, actually her description coincides with many aspects of, uh, of the Divine Comedy. Hmm? Uh, where Dante says that there, there, there is such a summary for each type of sin. Mm-hmm. She also, also says this, that they're not oh, all the same. For Depending on uh, uh, what type of sin the person committed, she's going to receive that type of chastisement. Huh? And that's so true. I mean, in, well, in, in, in his Inferno, which was a summary of medieval belief, uh, yeah. it's very fair. Because certain sins, which would be you know, less severe receive less punishment than those sins that are more serious. People who are in responsibilities, who cause others to sin, are in a very deep place. Uh, mostly ecclesiasticals. I thought there's a whole section on that. And you know, we're talking about hardened souls, right? I mean, when yeah. the person goes, well, I mean, in hell there's no more change, as you're saying, but say the prior to it, we're talking about hardened, hardened, hardened souls. Okay. And yet our Lord promises that. No, he says, um, when hardened sinners say the chaplet, he says, I will fill their souls with peace. And at the hour of their death, that will be a happy death, which means they're going to die forgiven and they're going to change their heart. This is fantastic. Wow. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. It's the opposite of one of the other tortures in, in hell, as she mentioned, is that the fire that penetrates the soul. Huh. So, 
there is a fire, it's a terrible fire that penetrates the soul and without destroying the soul because the person will will prefer to just be destroyed and disappear. Be annihilated. It's annihilated, but, but she can't. Okay. And the fire continues forever. That's a very impo important element because there's a counter-argument out there that um, because fire is material and the soul and is not are spiritual, right? spiritual, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're kind of home free. The soul, but the worst type of pain is what affects the soul. Of course. So it makes sense exactly. that there is this fire that penetrates the marrow of the soul and, exactly. and, and doesn't annihilate, doesn't destroy, but forever and ever gnawing. Again, there's an image of this in the, in the Divine Comedy, of the fire that gnaws, exactly. eats, yeah, yeah. but never <clears throat> consumes. Exactly. Then she speaks about darkness, that there is a tremendous darkness, but nevertheless, they can see each other. <laughs> which is terrible because they see the, the vice the horrors, the, the, horrors the, the sins of the others constantly in spite of the total darkness and that was also one of the punishments of Egypt the punishment of darkness mm -hmm. spiritual darkness that fear overcome the Jews who were followers of Moses didn't suffer from this but the Egyptians did and it was one of the most horrific uh, sufferings that they had only one worse than it was the death of the firstborn but it was horrific. So it's something that's interesting, you know, very biblical. Talking about hardened hearts mm -hmm. too, eh? in the case of Egyptians, oh, it was yes. interesting because after they saw all these plagues and they finally are convinced, all of a sudden when the, when the chosen people leaves, they change their hearts again. And they, they, and they are trying to, to go and kill them all. Wow, talking mm -hmm. about, but this is us. This is us, hardened yeah. hearts, you know. Exactly. I mean, it's very easy to look at the Old Testament peoples and say, those wicked people, Really? Are we going there? Are we going because there? the reality is, is that we're far worse. We have been given the sacraments. We have been given countless graces, supernatural graces, so many things. And we have revealed truth much more than they ever received. Exactly. Although the Egyptians had those, mir those miracles that happened to them, we have miracles all the time. We, we receive Holy Communion, what have you. So when we tend to cast dispersions on them, <laughs> We must, you know, look in a mirror a little bit and ask ourselves the same question, which is, uh, am I as harsh with them as I am with myself? And the answer will be no. Mm -hmm. No, 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 absolutely not. It's like when, when we pick on St. Peter, no? Oh, look at what St. Peter said. St. Peter. Peter is a complete saint in comparison to us. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, with the section of Father, of, of course. course, of hey. course no. <laughs> no, no, of seriously. Course. But, but, you know, we are completely, I mean, if it's for that... Because think of it, we, he committed that one mortal sin, okay? But he ends up crying for the rest of his life. And there's accounts in the apostolic writings about the crevice on Peter's face from tears. He would, every time he heard a rooster crow, he would begin to cry again. He remembered that weakness. That made him into the greatest leader of the church ever, made him into one of the greatest saints in history. But you think about it, he remembered it. And he learned how to be gentle with others because God was gentle with him. But how about us? Do we work the same way? Are we the same way? No. Are we, or are we in more in closer to the image of the slave with his owner who is forgiven, and then we go strangle our fellow, fellow human in for 10 cents? And, and then we try to say that sin is not sin anymore. No, it's no sin. And we change, you know, the the uh, the, the perception of the definition of sin in order to suit our um, our comfort. But can we also change a little bit the angle and go to mercy? Because mercy is also okay. We like to be forgiven, but we maybe sometimes we forget that in order to be forgiven, we need to forgive. Yes, mm -hmm. that's a uh, easy, that's an easy point. That's because our Lord here tells us in Faustina, this I demand from you deeds of mercy, which are to arise out the love for me. You are to show mercy to your neighbors always and everywhere. And how difficult this is. No, because we don't want to, you know, sometimes to forgive some others. No, we we are no, we tend to We demand forgiveness of others, but we don't give it. Yeah. It's not the same way. No. <laughs> and so, okay, not the same call. And if we want to grow then in the capability of forgiving others, we have the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Again, no? Because our Lord says here, uh, you must not shrink from this and try to absolve yourself from it. So, if you want to, to be forgiven, forgive. And if you don't have the strength, well, pray, pray, pray my... Pray, my, pray my, the chaplet. Pray of acts of virtue. Of 
but Father, we still have some more things there, no? In the there are two more. Two more. That one is terrible. That we that they feel those who are in the the damned people who are in, in hell. They feel the company of Satan. <laughs> That's not what you want. <laughs> feel Satan next to them, you know, the whole time. But we're made to live in the company of God. Yeah. Precisely. So we've switched the company of God for the company of Satan. Can you imagine how terrible it is? Huh? That is the worst roommate yeah. you could possibly have. And you are next to somebody that you know that hates he you. hates you. But really hates you. Exactly. To your very marrow hates you. Mm -hmm. There is the, the falsehoods that are, that are circulated about the devil that he likes us or he's a fun guy. Oh, that's all stupidity. He hates you. He hates you for good reasons too. Of course. And he has no mercy. No mercy. Then we feel somebody who has no mercy of you. He just Never. hates you and he wants the worst for you. And he's happy with everything bad that happens to you. Yeah. Wow. This is terrible. You know, yeah. Some people like to watch these horror movies, you know, mm -hmm. terror movies, yeah. and they experience this, this ter sheer terror because, you know, yeah. well, imagine that you're going to have that for the whole eternity. That a monster mean, fighting each other and hating each other and throwing all kind of fire on top of the other, you know. Uh, it's horrible. But I, I, have a feeling, I have a feeling these people who, who supposedly like this, when they reach hell, it's going to be very disappointing. Because what they fantasize about, mm -hmm. nothing the same. <laughs> just a movie. No? It's, yeah. it's just <laughs> horror and, and cruelness. Because they believe that if they go there, they'll be the boss. Yeah. They'll be afflicting the pain. No, 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 no. They will be humiliated for all eternity. Yeah. And finally, is the horrible feeling of despair mm. Mm. that they 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 cannot have any type of hope. They cannot have any any type of uh, you know. Uh, no hope desire. dies. Hope dies when you enter hell. It's, it's dead. Exactly. There's no more hope. There's no faith. There's no hope. There's exactly. no charity. No charity. Besides, there's nothing. So, um, so she says that that Jesus Christ wanted her to know this in order to help people, to tell to the others, and to help them to turn to His mercy, that will be absolutely the opposite of this. Yeah, I think another thing that's also interesting about the chaplet of Divine Mercy are the intentions which each day of the Novena has. They have a special mm -hmm. intention, which helps when you're praying it because it gives you something to look forward of to in, in a new day, what have you. But what's interesting is that it prays for both the 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 enthusiastic peoples, but also the lukewarm. But there's two days for the lukewarm. The lukewarm, but it's not the worst people, it's the lukewarm, because the lukewarm believe they're okay, just yeah. that they're not okay. It's that provisional person who's very sick, but he's okay. I'm okay. And the problem is he's not okay. He no. needs a doctor, but he's too proud to go to the doctor. So, I don't go to doctors. Precisely. I'm okay. And there is, there is a yeah. beautiful structure for every day. You know, it says, today bring me... The lukewarm. Today, bring me the religious. Mm -hmm. Today, bring me the sinners mm -hmm. of the world. Today, bring me... How beautiful this is. Oh, because in the end of the story, we are interceding, but we're also reaching for mercy ourselves. But it's also structured very much in the way of the Good Friday uh, liturgy, right? In which we have intentions in which we pray for. And that idea is very important because, again, that brings us back to what the core of this devotion is. It's based on the Tridium. Absolutely. And, you know, here he says something very beautiful connected with, with what Brother Justin was saying. And Father, he says, My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world. That is, imagine, no, the, the, the proportions of this. I decide that you know more profoundly the love that burns in my heart for souls, and you will understand this when you meditate upon my passion. So it's, it's so connected, you know, the tritium, the passion, everything else. We will get to understand this when we meditate. You know, some people have a real misconception concerning uh, the whole interaction of sin and our Lord, in which some people go in the direction that we're repaying. We, we come, out, come up with some way of repaying God for our sins, which is insane because the debt is infinite, therefore infinite. we can't pay it back. Right? We depend on His mercy. We depend on Him. But we forget and the other side is that we're already forgiven, so everything's wonderful, right? Do Luther, you know, sin and sin abundantly because that way you prove the mercy of God. And we end up two extreme positions. Instead of taking the proper position, which is we have free will, we sin with purpose. We do it on purpose. We, we do what we do, unless it's done under duress of some sort. Mm -hmm. We do what we do, which is wrong 
because we want to do it. And when we realize what it is, we have to ask for forgiveness. And we have, in reality, is any penance that we do is token. It's a child coming with a handful of, of you know, of pins and, and buttons and giving them to their parent, hoping that that would repay their debt. That handful is useless. It's got zero value. It's the intention. It's the contrite heart, as David would say in his Psalms. That's a real penance. Now, is it the change of heart? <coughs> yeah, and the metanoia, that that change yeah. of mentality, that is where conversion happens. Right, that's the moment that everything changes. But that doesn't have a value. It isn't like you're bargaining with God, which no, is I find the most exactly. ridiculous, ridiculous thing you're going to do. But the other idea, which is that just sin, God has already forgiven. It's sort of like the the youngest son of a very rich person who just has a credit card and a fast car, and they just spend without thinking. And but don't worry, everything is going to be good in the end. In what world is that good? I don't know any story where that turns out good. No, of course not. So, where are you getting this idea from? A laissez-faire uh, religiosity of sorts. So, to wrap up, Father, the, the conclusion for the program today, and what can we tell the audience? You know, you as a, as a spiritual here in guidance, what do we tell them so that we can at the same time encompass mercy, encompass the conclusion, and that and also uh, encourage people to, to pray this novena. I think we need to this. take Sister Faustina as our secretary also. <laughs> <laughs> employ her. <laughs> employ her. Because <laughs> Jesus actually employed her and said, you are my secretary. <laughs> but we want also, you know, Very good. to ask her to be our secretary of mercy, that she will guide us and she will bring that mercy that the Lord Jesus Christ wants to give us. And she will prepare ourselves to receive the mercy that comes from the uh, sacred heart of Jesus. The sacred heart of Jesus is the center of the world. It's the center of creation. It's the center of the, it's the, center of the Trinity, and it's the center of creation. Everything else has been created for the sacred heart of Jesus. And Mary is the mother of that heart. Hmm? Uh, and she is the one who is going to bring us to that heart. So we have to... Um, to accept mercy, to ask for mercy. We have to accept that we are sinners. And uh, that's a wonderful thing if we start now, you know, following the uh, chaplet of the Divine Mercy every day, every uh, possible day, uh, knowing that um, this has an infinite value and it will change our life. Uh, one point that I think is important, right? Our Lord asked for it at three o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. But if for reasons of responsibility, of, of school or work, we can't pray it at three o'clock. We can pray at any time. Of course, of course. It doesn't like lose its value. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. That's wonderful. Not at all. Yes. So um, let's um, uh, give a, a special blessing for all those who are going to be following us with this uh, wonderful chaplet of the Divine Mercy. The Lord be with you. And, and with, with your spirit. spirit. And through intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and Sister Faustina, the blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, come upon all of you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Amen.